All right. Um, next thing, as I begin today's message, I want to just put out a call to prayer. Of course, we need to be praying all the time, but this week especially has been on my mind to be praying for our world, as I'm sure most of you have heard. There was a just brutal terrorist attack in Israel last Saturday. Um, some of the reports of what has gone on are just truly horrifying. Um, in fact, I would say don't dwell on it too much, right? In our world of social media, there's way too much out there that you could just dig into. Just don't expose yourself to all of it. But knowing what has gone on over there is important. And Israel has now declared war. And we're very early in the, the stages of this. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. And it just gives me pause to think about the world and to want to call on the Lord and ask all of us to call on the, on the Lord and the situation. It's hard to know exactly how to pray, what to ask for, but we want God's will to be done. We know we want people everywhere to experience his love and his peace and security. We want justice to be done. Uh, we want to see that this not escalate further. Those are some of the thoughts that come to my mind. So just, I, mean, I just want to call us all to be praying about this situation, praying about our world. This, of course, is not the only instance of violence in our world. Um, we truly do live in a fallen and broken world. Which really leads me up to our focus for today, because as we navigate our way through life in this sinful and broken world, we experience all kinds of ups and downs and twists and turns in life, and we experience all kinds of emotions in that. Um, just give me a moment here. I'm going to bring up my slides for today. Um, we experience all kinds of emotions, and this is part of how God made us. He designed our, our, our bodies to have these expressions that rise up within us. But those emotions can get the better of us at times. They can bring desires, deeply deep desires to the surface, and if we're not anchored in the Lord, those desires can find expression that can really lead us astray. Um, it can lead us even to some very dark places at times. So um, we need to learn how to express our emotions in a way that's faithful to the Lord, that, that, that we take things to him. And God has provided us with a rich resource in his word that can be a template and a guide for us in how to faithfully take all of our various experiences in this world to him. And that resource really is the book of Psalms. The Psalms are songs written by ancient Israelites there, it's really valuable, I think, to recognize as you're reading through the Bible that the Psalms were written to be sung. Um, I think about this as I'm studying God's Word. So often in my lifetime, the way I've been taught to study the Bible is really treated as kind of an instruction book. And I ought to be able to open it up and read whatever's there and gain some instruction from it. It's, the Bible is so much more than that. And the Psalms especially bring that to light, that these, these are not meant to be instructional texts, right? I think about that when we're, we're singing together in worship, right? How often do you take your favorite songs and list out the lyrics and go through and study the message that the lyrics is telling you to learn? How often do you go to the songs and look for something to learn from them? Did somebody say a lot? You do your... So you look for the lesson that's been trying to taught. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, no, that's right. But I think that music, music though, does something more than just intellectual thought. This is what I'm trying. Yeah, it hits you in the heart. In fact, I was thinking about this as we were singing this morning. And I, if I could ask you, Lynn, could you put up the chorus of that third song we said that saying, "Come, O Lord, and fill up my life." You just put that those lyrics or those words up on the screen. Yeah. So as I'm singing these song, this song this morning, I was thinking to myself about this message and thinking, you know, I'm not sitting here just reading this text as we're singing and saying, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to live my life differently? What does this teach me about who God is? As I'm singing this, I am declaring these words for my life. I, am, I have something welling up within me. It's capturing my heart. The music and the way that it's, it's intoned is, is doing something within me more than just intellectual. And so I'm declaring, come and Lord, and fill up my life with the light of your presence. I'm saying, this is my heart's desire. I'm not thinking, this is what I ought to be doing. This is, this is what I'm doing in the moment that I'm singing the song. As I'm saying those words out loud, um, I myself, when I'm singing in moments like that, I will sing those words as loud as I can because I am declaring, Lord, this is my desire. This is what I want. And as I'm singing with my brothers and sisters in Christ, it's such a more powerful statement than if I'm just reading those words to myself and trying to remind myself. Does that make sense? And so the book of Psalms is like that. The book of Psalms is full of rich expressions of people's emotions and their desires for what the Lord is doing in their life. Music is a gift from God. It's a universal way that we humans have of expressing our hearts. Uh, and so I've been thinking about these things as I've been thinking about um, where to focus our attention as we come together and worship the Lord. Where do we go next? And it, as it turns out, we have seven Sundays now from today through the end of November uh, before we get into the Advent season. And I've been thinking this week that I would like to take that time to do something a little bit different and engage together in the various themes that we find in Psalms. Um, I want us to consider how these, the words of these ancient songs affect us and remind us how to draw close to God. Some of the goals I have in mind as we go through this is to learn ways of expressing our faith in God no matter the circumstances. We'll see in the different themes how people are expressing all kinds of things in life and they're taking them to the Lord and expressing faith in Him. And maybe there's things that we can learn from that to stay anchored in Him. Or that we would see God at work in new ways in our world as we relate, as we relate to what the psalmist wrote. I find that with music as well, that I'm not necessarily experiencing the exact same thing that the lyrics are expressing, but I can relate to similar situations in my life. And how can we relate to similar things going on in our lives through the Psalms? Or that we would find other faith-filled outlets for the various things that we experience in life. So there are several scholars who have taken the Psalms and tried to organize them according to various categories. This isn't a perfect process. Uh, there's no one right way to do it, but it's a helpful way to kind of divide up the Psalms into different themes. And there's uh, one grouping that I found that gives us seven categories of Psalms to consider that we, could, that we can work through for the next seven weeks. 
Can you read that okay? Yeah. So there are psalms of praise, which are glorifying God and his works. There are, there are hymns, which are slightly different than songs of praise because they're more focused on rejoicing in God's goodness and provision. And you can see the difference as you go through the psalms, a little bit in, in slightly different focus. There are lament psalms where people are crying out to God in difficult circumstances. There are what are what's called imprecatory psalms. And those are psalms that are asking for God's judgment and justice in the world. There are um, psalms of remembrance, reflecting back on God's work and promises. Again, similar to hymns and praises, but a slightly different focus. There are wisdom psalms offering guidance and warnings to people. And then there are thanksgiving psalms, just simply giving thanks to God's faithfulness. And again, there might be some overlap in some of these, but general categories that we find throughout the Psalms expressing various things that we experience in life. And I'd like to work through each of these categories and pull out several Psalms that express these things. And consider how we can draw closer to God. Today we're going to look at Psalms of praise. And here's what I would like to do with this. This may be a little bit crazy, but... It's been on my mind all week, and so here's, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to have us engage with these psalms together. As most of you know, I enjoy opportunities for us to interact and consider God's Word together. I think there's a lot of develop in all of us developing skills of thinking through what God's Word is saying, how it's impacting us, and being able to share those things with one another, rather than just me standing up here as the expert telling you what you ought to think. Right? We have perspectives, we have experiences that we can all grow from. And since the Psalms are so rooted in expressing emotions, I see an opportunity here for us to have a deeper level of engagement as a church family. I'm also often inspired by the Apostle Paul's description of worship in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 26 through 33. Listen to how Paul describes orderly worship. He says, what then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at, at most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak. And the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn. And when he's using the word prophesy, he's using it broadly as speaking God's truth. You can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. And in all congregations of the Lord's people. So he's addressing the need for some order in worship, but the, the kind of worship he describes is a lot different than what we experience here in 21st century America, what we've gotten used to. And I am drawn to this sometimes to say, you know what, there's some value in recognizing that the entire church family has something to share. Right? I, I'm not the, the guy who knows all and whose perspective everyone should be following. 
right? And I, and I have things I can learn from some of you and your experiences. So I would like to try to explore these psalms in a way that certainly we are respectful and we're, we're orderly about the way we do it, but that allows us all to take in God's word and share different perspectives on how these words impact us and allow us all to see how God is at work in the world or how these psalms relate to things that are going on in our lives right now. So this is going to be a bit of an experiment in engaging in community worship. And I want to see what God does with that. So as I said, we're going to focus on psalms of praise. I've gone through the book of Psalms, and I've pulled out a list of several psalms that I think fit that theme. Um, I couldn't. There's no list out there of here's all the psalms of praise. We kind of have to figure this out on our own, but I think those are good categories to look at. So here's some psalms that I found that seem to fit that idea of praising the Lord. It may be that you know of another one or two, um, and that's okay. These are focused on praising God for who he is. And I'm going to start by just reading the first one. And then I have some questions, some follow-up questions to ask about how these psalms are impacting us today. And I invite you to share I'm going to pray ahead of time and ask God to just be speaking and working through us. I'm, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit here. And then as we go on to the next one, I can read it or somebody else can come read it, and we'll do the same kind of thing. And we'll just see how the Holy Spirit guides us in our worship today. I do pray. Yeah. I do know what next week will be, so you can prepare in advance for that one. Yeah. Yes. That'll be my plan for going forward is to give you the list ahead of time or the, the topic ahead of time. Today, I just, this didn't come together in time to be able to tell, tell you. <laughs> um, honestly, I found myself uh, kind of beating myself up a little bit saying, no, I need to prepare more. I need to have a, just a speech to give you a presentation. But in my heart of hearts and in conversations that I've had with other pastors recently, I really see some value and I desire to, to focus today on all of us being able to share what, what God is showing us in these. And so that's what I prepared for. Yeah, Mariah. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume the Holy Spirit is speaking to all of you and working in all of your lives. And, it, and it's an opportunity for him to to broaden our understanding of him. So I'm going to trust him. So I'm going to start with a word of prayer and just an invitation for us to listen for the Lord, and then I'll read the first one, and we'll go from there. So let's pray together. Lord, I pray that you would bless our time together this morning. We desire, as that song said, it is our heart's desire to know you, to love you, and to serve you. We want to grow in our faith, Lord. I pray that you would give each of us here some clarity as we explore your word, that we would begin with a recognition that your word is what we want to apply to our lives. Help us to set aside our own motives, our own agendas, our own ideas, and rather just be open to hearing from you today. Help us to be aware of how you are at work in our lives. I pray, Lord, as we come to this moment of worship today that you would speak to us. Help us to know what you want to do in each of our individual lives and what you want to do in the life of this church today, Lord. 
As we continue to pray here, Lord, I want to invite us to just take a moment of silence, a moment to clear our minds and to listen for your voice. Let's ask the Lord to just speak to us about what he wants us to get from today, from each one of us. If you have an impression of what the Lord wants, that's great. If not, that's fine too. We just come to the Lord with open hearts and a desire to know him. So let's just take a moment of silent prayer for each one of us to just focus on what the Lord would have for us today. Lord, focus our hearts and minds on you. May everything that we explore today lead us into a greater understanding of what it means to praise you as we explore psalms of praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm going to leave this list up on the screen, and I'm going to start with Psalm 8. So let's just listen to this psalm. You can follow along if you like in your own, Bible, in your own Bibles. And then we'll just ask some follow-up questions about how this is impacting us. So remember, this is a song expressing praise to the Lord. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and all that swim in the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And as I say that last phrase, I'm reminded there actually is a modern hymn, or modern song that starts, that, that takes this psalm and expresses that. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So, we want to just dwell on this as a, a psalm of praise. How do you see God in this psalm? What's what's the kind of character of God comes out? Why is, how do you envision him as you read through this psalm? He's the creator. That's a big theme there, right? Does it do anything to your image about how big and how powerful God is? I mean, I look at that expression, the works of your fingers the sun and the moons, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It says so. <laughs> we do. But what does that tell us about God, right? What does that say about God's character? That he, this, this power, he is love, yeah. How loving and how graceful he is. Anything else you see about God in this? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 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 That and that right there leads me to my next question. What kind of feelings does that evoke in you when you hear that, when you think about things like that? <laughs> Amen. I am not worthy. Right. Anything else? What other feelings does it evoke as you as you look at this psalm and you think about that expression of how majestic God is? And yet look what he did. Yeah, Mariah. Oh, the eternal test that he has of expressing our free will. Yeah. Training. Yeah, he gives us those ongoing opportunities. And that, you know, that's one of the wonderful things that I think of when I think about God's grace is that I have a new opportunity every single moment to keep coming back and keep trying. Right? Because of God's grace, I don't have to give up and say, forget it, I screwed it all up too much. No matter how hard it gets, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a powerful gift that God has given us. Anything else? Does this relate to anything you're experiencing in life right now? Yes? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's so powerful to know that God is in control. And he knows things that we can't possibly understand. Yeah. I don't know how many conversations I've had about world events. And it continues to go down this path of hopelessness and negativity. And you're in this spiral. And I don't know anything I can do. And then I stop and go, but you know what? God's in control. And that helps. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't, but I know a guy. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to the next psalm, which expresses some similar things, but it gets a little bit slightly different. We'll see what that one does for us. Would somebody like to read Psalm 19? I'm okay reading it, but if I want to open it up to anyone else. Okay, why don't you come up here so everybody can hear you well. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out unto all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun, which, like, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord are sure, and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sin. May they not rule over me. Then I, then will I be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. All right. That one struck me in a couple of ways, but I want to hear from you guys first. What do you see about God in this psalm? Maybe anything different from the last one. Yeah, Mariah? Yeah, absolutely. Do not give yourself, your feelings, to sinister things in this world. Right. But we have a choice. We have that every daily test, right? That daily opportunity to not make those choices. That's part of the freedom that Christ gives us to not choose to sin. Yeah. Yes. It does talk about the power of our words. Anything else you see about God in this? I 
love that too. Huh? Right? How often do you experience the closeness of God when you're just out in his creation? There is something about that, I think. And perhaps connecting with the language of God's creation, yeah, it goes beyond words. There's something interesting to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There is some there is truth in that, right? That our hearts recognize one another. There's there's a physiological spiritual impact that we have when we're connected to one another. Does, say that again? Yeah. There's there's definite pattern. And this ties into the thing that really struck me that I'd never thought of in this psalm before until I heard you reading it. So it starts out talking about the heavens declaring God's glories, right? And it's this big focus on God's creation speaking. And then it moves into the law of the Lord made perfect, reviving the soul. And what it connected for me is when you put those things together, how the laws of nature are the laws of God as well. God established physics. He established the rotation of the planets. And those things are fixed, and they give us great joy in life. We've just talked about the, the, the joy we have in experiencing God's law in creation. And now that, that is just as firm as God's commands. Right? Or God's commands are just as firm as those laws of nature. That, that's what they are. God's commands for us are laws of nature that he built into the way the world works. Yeah, Lynn. Peace of knowing there's something to count on. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. There's such peace in knowing that it's fixed. It's not going to keep changing on us. Yeah. Go ahead, Mariah. God wants us to, God wants us to be comforted. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. It's a great, great opportunity that God gives us to choose Him. Yeah. It's the beginning of that psalm. I'm reminded of Jesus' words when the, the Pharisees told him to tell your disciples to be quiet. He said, if they are quiet, the very stones would shout. 
praises. And just, again, pointing to there's, there's so much more to God's creation than we realize. And that all of creation praises the Lord in some way. Um, I'm going to move on. We're now, No way we're going to get through all the ones I have listed here. I'm looking at the time going, whoa. But this is great. I really love the things that I'm hearing from you. I hope that you are being blessed by this as well, and it's really opening us up to, to knowing and seeing the Lord more. Um, I'm looking through my list. I'm trying to jump ahead a little bit. But if you are looking at these and you have a psalm of praise that's coming to your mind that you would like to share and have us discuss a little bit, that's okay. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where I want to go next for just a moment here. Let's do a couple here. I'm like, oh, we could do that one in a different week. So um, they fit more than one category. There's so many to choose from. There's 150 psalms. How about Psalm 117? Very short one, but I think it's powerful. Um, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. For great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Any thoughts you have on that as you relate that to our world today? Yeah. Do you have one? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I wasn't watching out there. Thank you for that. So any thoughts on Psalm 117 before we go on to that one? It's a reminder to me that the Lord is the Lord of all nations. And he wants all nations, all people, every tribe, language, tongue, to recognize him. And that's not a terrible thing, right? So much in our world today says, no, why would I want to follow God? Because he is our creator. He loves us. He's gracious toward us. He wants to bless us, give us comfort and stability. And he wants all nations to know him. Great is his love toward us. His faithfulness. No. Think about how faithful the Lord is to endure so much of what we do. It's just makes me speechless sometimes to think about how faithful he is. All right, Willow, come on up. Which one do you have? Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud on the rock for our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Um, for the Lord is the, the great God and uh, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. 
the C is his for he made it. And and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if, if you hear his voice, do not hinder your heart um, as you did at Meribah, as you did the day uh, at Messiah in the desert, where your father tested and tried me, though they had seen what I did for Forty years I was angry with that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray and they have not known my ways. So I declare the oath in my anger they shall never enter my rest. kind of emotions does that one evoke in you? There's a wide range there. Right, it it starts and ends at two different places completely, and so that, I think that's interesting to to think about, right? And how can you express? And this is written after all of those events that it talks about, and yet still calling on us to praise and to take joy in the Lord, in spite of maybe even because He is firm and He established justice, right? I don't know. Trying to put words to what I'm thinking, but I, want, I don't want to overpower everything here. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's one of the big things I see in all these psalms of praise. God is so much bigger and more powerful than we often see him right we tend to to look at him through our daily interactions and how he can affect us but he's so much greater than that mm. -hmm. yeah Right? Right. Yeah. 
And that's really the turning point in this psalm. It's saying, don't, don't do what the people here did before. Don't harden your heart against him. If you hear his voice, go toward it. Accept it. Accept that invitation. And the contrast here is what happens if you do harden your heart. And there's something powerful in knowing that even though the Israelites hardened their hearts against God, like it, right after he rescued them and all the amazing things that they saw, right, they started complaining immediately, right? They hardened their hearts against it. And even still, God never abandoned them. He disciplined them. He made sure that they knew he was not happy, but he never abandoned them. He remained faithful. It says something a lot about the Lord. Hmm. Any other thoughts on that one? Any ways that you want to praise the Lord more? Any ways that relates to your own life right now? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those lessons keep coming back around. We keep having new opportunities to learn. Yeah. Well, I think I want to wrap it up there. Um, feel free to to just dwell on these psalms of praise. Um, you can leave this up on the screen if you want to copy them down um, and, and look over them throughout the week. Next week, I'm going to focus on the hymns, songs expressing God's goodness and provision. Um, so... And my approach is going to be, I'm just going to look through the, the, the book of Psalms and see if I can pull out some that express that. You can do the same. And we'll come back together next week and, and do a similar kind of thing. And my hope here is that as we're hearing more voices, as we're engaging in this together, that we all are drawn into God's presence more. I hope that today has drawn out some things for you about how mighty and worthy of praise the Lord is. These psalms give us ways of expressing that and understanding that. And I hope that by hearing from one another and seeing how these things relate to our lives, that we can all praise him even more. Let me pray over us, and then we'll, we'll wrap up with our closing song. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and for the many different ways that you, you speak to us through your word. And I do pray over this time that you would use this, this uh, um, time of engaging in your psalms that you've given us as a way of drawing us closer to you, about making us more aware of you. I pray that you would bless everyone here, Lord, um, that you would continue to speak, them, speak to them throughout today. Um, our time is so short, sometimes I feel like we rush, Lord. And I just pray that you would help us all to dwell more on what we've talked about today throughout the rest of today, throughout the week. You would bless each, with us, each of us with a greater understanding of how amazing you are, how faithful and how grace-filled you are, Lord. May our hearts this week be filled with praise because of who you are. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.